If you struggle with binge eating or overeating, there is a good chance that you've heard some of this advice. Just have more willpower or just have more self-control. Just keep those foods out of the house. If you avoid them, then you're going to crave them less. And eventually the desire to eat those foods are going to go away. Binge eating is one of the topics when in the diet culture world that has a lot of misinformation around and a lot of bad surface level advice. Binge eating tends to be reduced to a personal flaw a failure, a weakness, and willpower gets thrown around way too much. And as someone who used to struggle with binge eating all the time after 8 p.m., after being good, quote unquote, good all day, it was like this switch would go off in my mind. And the second I had a bite of ice cream, or I guess it would be a lick of ice cream, but a bite of something that I deemed as bad, all perceived self-control would go out the window and I would go into what I called fog eating, which is when you kind of disconnect, you disassociate, you don't really taste the food that you're eating. It feels very urgent. It feels very uncomfortable. And then you end up feeling bloated and uh, physically unwell and you have to undo your buttons. And it's really not a good feeling because then you wake up the next day and you still feel bloated from the night before. And it fuels a cycle of disordered eating because a lot of the times you end up skipping your breakfast because of the big quantity of food that you ate the day before. Your hunger hunger and fullness cues get all out of whack and your entire cycle and structure around eating gets thrown off. So binge eating can absolutely be a cycle. And today I want to talk about why binge eating is not a matter of willpower. In fact, willpower has nothing to do when it comes to binge eating. And we're also going to talk about what is really going on. There's a lot of myths that surround binge eating, and it becomes really frustrated for someone who has been stuck in that cycle of restricting for a little bit and then losing control, binge eating, getting back on track, and then you do this time and time again. Binge eating can really start to feel like it takes over your life because it's hard to have really positive relationships with yourself, with other people. It tends to be on your mind all the time. You think about food all the time. There's a lot of shame and feelings of failure wrapped up into it, which trigger low self-esteem. So if you feel like every day is a war to not empty out your cupboards and to snack on everything in sight, if you feel like you need to keep foods out of the house, otherwise you know that you're going to eat them all in one sitting. So you definitely have that list of foods mentally that you know that you just cannot trust yourself around. Um, If you feel like your problem is a lack of willpower or you just keep getting the same kind of advice that doesn't work for you, this episode is going to be for you. So like I said, I know what it's like to live with binge eating. It's really isolating. It's really lonely. And I used to get very frustrated with myself because I would look at other people who would eat these foods that I couldn't trust myself around. And I would be so envious of people who could just feel, who just seemed to feel normal 
around food. And I just always wished that I could have these foods in what I used to call moderation, in balance, and not lose control. And I thought that if I just respected my rules more, or if I just stuck to my guns more, if I was just stricter with myself or just better, like better was the overall term, then I would be able to feel normal around food. And of course, that wasn't the case. And if you go online and you go look at some of these experts that have PhDs and they're doctors and they're nutritionists and they're dietitians, and you hear about binge eating, you're going to hear advice like keep foods out of the house or go for a walk or chew gum or (sighs) this frustrated me to no ends. I actually had someone who booked a call with me and she was telling me about her struggles with binge eating and she was telling me how she started to see a therapist a couple of months ago to help her through it. And I was asking her like, oh, why did you get, why did you book a call with me then if you're already getting support? And they said, I just, it doesn't really feel like a right, uh, the right click for me because this was an eating disorder therapist. So this was someone who went to school, who did a lot of studies to help people through eating disorders, which could be a life-threatening disorder. And obviously, she had never been through an eating disorder herself, which I think that, yes, there is the knowledge that comes with research and with studying, but lived experience is so much more important because I personally would never be able to be a parenting coach because I'm not a parent. I have never been through it and it would feel super icky and super uncomfortable and I would feel like a massive imposter if I could read all of the books in the world on parenting, I would still show up and try to help someone through an issue I have never gone through myself. And that just seems super counterintuitive for me. And so when I hear... Of course, there's a lot of people out there who do help people with issues that they've never struggled with, but especially when it comes to eating disorders, being having gone through that struggle and walking through those shoes is a really important piece of it. So going back to this woman who booked a call with me and was saying how it doesn't feel right with this therapist, I was asking her why. And she was telling me that her therapist, as advice for her binge eating, told her that she should put some dish soap on whatever food she tends to binge on so that it becomes inedible, inedible, not edible, inedible. (laughs) I don't know if I'm going to cut this out, but it becomes inedible. And when I heard that, it first of all, made me really sad. Um, But it also made me really angry because this is not the first instance that I hear of someone getting just terrible advice when it comes to binge eating. Because everything that you're hearing is surface level advice. It addresses the symptoms, which is what diet culture is really good at doing. So it looks at the symptoms. Oh, you're emotionally eating or you're binge eating or you feel cravings. So let me just slap a Band-Aid on it. Just don't eat those foods. That's it. Just don't eat those foods. And it doesn't actually address the root cause of why we overeat in the first place, of why we binge eat in the first place. Your relationship with food didn't become complicated overnight. You weren't born with it. 
it developed into what it is now, whatever that is for you, for a reason. And it developed at one point in your life. It might have been when you were young. Maybe you grew up in a family that also had a poor relationship with food. This happens with a lot of my clients who, when they start to trace back, they realize like, oh yeah, my mom was always dieting and was always labeling food as good or bad. And so of course, like as a child, your brain is a blank slate. So you don't know anything else. And so you internalize and take all of that as truth. Okay, there is good and bad food. And it is this labeling that often does lead to binge eating because of the all or nothing mentality and the last supper mentality, which we will get into into a training that I have coming up that I'm excited to tell you about. But maybe it wasn't, maybe you didn't grow up in a family that was ingrained in diet culture, but maybe somewhere along the way when you were a teenager or a in your 20s or in your 30s, you started internalizing the idea that there was something wrong with your body and the way to fix it was to lose weight through restriction and through dieting, which affected your relationship with food. When you started binging, I want you to look back on your history and try to trace back around what time and what was happening around that time. So for example, for me, it was when I retired from synchronized swimming, I was terrified of my body changing, which it did because... I was growing into my adult body, which happens because our bodies are meant to change over time. And I started restricting food. And as a result of that restriction, I started binge eating a lot of the times at night because I, my pattern was I would eat super healthy, super quote unquote clean, and I would undereat most of the time. But I, at that time, I didn't realize it was undereating because if you look at like the culture around us, disordered eating behaviors like eating 1200 calories and not eating carbs with your meals are normalized and they're even encouraged. So at that time, I would be good all day and then I would lose control at night and on the weekends. So that was my pattern. And so I encourage you to start tracing back to when binge eating did start for you. And chances are that it didn't start at this time in your life where you randomly stopped having willpower. I personally, if you were to really meet me, I'm someone who has willpower of steel and has always had really good willpower. If we're talking in terms of willpower to get something done in the moment, because willpower is a temporary resource. It's not something that you can rely on long term. It's like a battery that runs out. You start your day off, your phone battery is charged by the end of the day after using it, you need to plug it back into the wall and recharge it. Willpower is like this battery that drains. And so what you'll notice when you're relying on willpower to stop binge eating is you're able to do it for a day, two days, maybe even a couple of days Is this if this is one of your first diet attempts. But eventually it runs out and you start to feel it. The more you rely on willpower, the more you start to feel it fade away. Thoughts about food start to creep back in. You feel that willpower getting shaky. And then eventually it really does run out. And you're like, you know, screw it. 
You, I've said no to that donut 17 times on that 18th time you decide to have it. And because of those 17 times that you said no, every time you said no, you created tension. So if we imagine that elastic, every time that you say no, every time that you deny yourself of something that you want, you create tension, you pull that elastic back. And then eventually your willpower runs out because like I said, it's a finite resource. It is not a long-term solution to binge eating. And when you let go, that elastic, because you've pulled it back so much, it will go flying on the other side of the room. So in this sense, of course you're likely to overeat. Of course you're likely to binge. Because every time that you've said no, you reinforce to your brain that this food is limited. This food is not always available. So when it is available, then I'm going to stock up and I'm going to have as much as possible because who knows when's the next time that I'm going to allow myself to have this. And the problem with blaming your willpower for your eating habits is that it starts to become the story that you've told yourself so many times. And when you tell yourself a story, in this case, a lie so many times, it starts to become true in your mind. That's what a belief is. It's a thought that you have thought enough times that it has become your truth. There is those tales of someone who started off by telling a lie and they told that lie so many times that they didn't know what was true and what was false anymore. And that's how your beliefs operate. And so I want you to evaluate all the beliefs that you have in relation to binge eating. For example, I'm a failure. I have no willpower. I can't control myself around food. Every time that you repeat those beliefs to yourself, those thoughts, they get imprinted into your subconscious. And the thing about your subconscious is that we don't really know that it's there. And the core beliefs that you hold on a subconscious level, that's how you operate when you're on autopilot. So when you go, let's say, to eat that trigger food, for you, we'll say it's chips Well, you are not thinking consciously, I can't control myself around these foods, therefore I know that I'm going to binge. You would never say that out loud. However, this is happening on a subconscious level. It's a neural pathway that you have created because your brain is operating on your past. And so every time that you've had a negative experience with this food, you've put a token into this bucket. In this case, we'll call this the bucket of distrust with yourself and that food. And every time you have a negative experience, in this case, we'll call those negative experiences binges, you put a token into this basket, into this bucket of distrust. And so this bucket starts to feel really heavy. And every time that reinforces proof that you can't be trusted around this food. And so every time that you have more proof, your brain is going to reinforce that. And it becomes a really vicious feedback loop. Because then when you go to eat that food again, your brain already operates on its past. I know I can't control myself on these foods. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. It happens on a subconscious level. You're not thinking about all of this. And that's why it makes me really sad when I hear people trying to work through binge eating and they don't know how their brain operates because that's at the basis of everything that you do if you're trying to change behaviors is understand how your brain works. And so If you're operating on the belief that you have no willpower, then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Think of the four-minute mile 
For the longest time, people were convinced that you could not run a mile under four minutes. And so people would try it and people would get close, but then it became this prevalent belief that you cannot run a mile. It is physically impossible to run a mile in four minutes or less. And then Roger Bannister in 1954 went ahead and broke that record. And at the same time, broke the belief that you cannot run a mile under four minutes. And after that, it has been broken now by 1,755 athletes because the belief that they had around this mile and what was achievable was shattered. And so what we need to do is not only do we need to identify the root cause of binge eating, But we also need to change the subconscious beliefs that we hold around binge eating and the cause of it. And that is exactly what I'm going to do in my brand new challenge that is starting on September 5th. So you have maybe heard of my intuitive eating challenge. Every time I do an intuitive eating challenge, I do a different theme. And this time we are focusing on binge eating. And more specifically, this time we're focusing on the three reasons that you binge eat and how to overcome them. So even if you've participated in one of my intuitive eating challenges before, this is a brand new challenge. All of the trainings are going to be different. I am honestly so excited about this. I know that binge eating is one of the most common topics that I get questions about and I want to clear things up. So I'm going to take you through specifically the three real root causes why you tend to overeat and to binge. And this has nothing to do with willpower or self-control. And then we're going to give you strategies on how to overcome them. So you're not going to want to miss this. This starts on September 5th. So to sign up, you can go to sabrinamagna.com forward slash challenge. And as always, the link is in the show notes. So if you've ever thought things like, I want to enjoy social gatherings without obsessing over the buffet or feeling the urge to hide my binge eating habits, I want to be able to keep my favorite trigger foods in the house without feeling consumed by the need to finish it all in one sitting. I want to be able to go out with friends and order what I actually want without feeling guilty. I want to feel satisfied and content after eating and not overeat and feel uncomfortable if you just want to end your battle with food and free up that mental space to focus on things that truly matter to you, then this challenge is going to be so powerful for you. So I'm so excited to see you there. I hope that this podcast episode was valuable for you. As always, if you know someone who is also struggling with binge eating, send them the link to sign up for my challenge. You can all do it together. Have a little challenge sister in there and I will see you on the inside. Have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you found it valuable, I would love if you would share it with someone you know that could benefit. If you're loving the show, don't forget to subscribe over on Apple Podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. I really love hearing feedback from you, so please leave a rating and review over on Apple to help us get in the ears of more people who need it the most. Finally, Come hang out with me on Instagram at Sabrina Magna Health for more educational content and get up close and personal with me. Thank you so much for being here and I'll see you on the next episode.